0: redeems people's lives and i ask god touch us again may we draw close to you and fall in love with you in jesus name and everybody said here's the title of my message a leader of influence don't sit yet i'll tell you when a leader of influence think about that a leader of influence here's what i want you to do turn your neighbor say keep influencing me Amen. amen you may be seated come on praise god listen I am so proud of these incredible graduates and I'm so blessed to be here tonight. Come on, let's hear it for these incredible warriors. You know, I wanna just share with you this message here tonight that uh, the Lord just gave me tonight to give you. I shared it a couple of Wednesdays ago and and, uh, I was thinking, I think it's appropriate, I'm not only preaching these two great leaders, but I'm sharing with all of you today You've got to understand who David was, and David was one of the most influential men in the country. In fact, if I were to say to some of you, especially some of you men and also some of you ladies as well, if I would say, you know, there's a couple of people I want to meet. You know, I want to meet Paul, Peter. definitely want to meet David. Amen? I want to check out David. Amen? Not like Michelangelo has him. You don't know what that means. But I want to check out David. It might have went over your head. Amen? But anyway, I want to meet David, a man after God's own heart, and and he was one of the most influential men in the country of Israel. David was leading long before he lost the Saul lost before Saul lost his throne, and David got his throne. Let me say it again: David was leading long before he became king, way way before that. So you don't have to be a great leader because a position doesn't make a leader. A leader makes a position. Come on. Did you get that? A leader makes a position and David was leading long before. Like it or not, you know that a position doesn't make a leader, but listen to this position might give you authority, but listen, note this, that the leader, a good leader will give you influence, and so, listen, influence comes from a leader's heart that is earned. And so David earned his influence. And right now, you are building your influence. Amen? Yeah. How many know that, that, that you've ever heard this statement before, a person of interest? Yeah. Yeah, no. uh, maybe you don't. It's really called a person of suspect. Come on. Yeah. You getting it? Yeah. Right now, there's stuff going on in the mascot, and they have a person of interest. What does that mean? They're suspect. How many here was ever a person of interest before you got saved? Amen. How many here was a person of suspect? You were suspect to something happened. Amen. How many's in denial? Raise your hand. Just kidding. Amen. So but but think about that. That, that, that today, uh, you know what God has done in your life. You see, see, you, you gotta understand something because Number one, don't forget this because you got to understand this, what influence means because God's doing something in your life and he's making you a person of influence, not a person of interest, although people who have interest in you because you're influence, But understand, what does influence mean? It means the capacity to have an effect on the character of someone else. Can I say it again? Influence is you have the power or the capacity to affect Somebody else's character. I like this. It, it, you have the ability to impact and develop someone else's behavior. And, and today, listen, what are you talking about, Nikki, right? Nicole? Nikki, he, he has influence, has brought his sister in and his cousin in. Amen? His influence has. And, and, and you guys, today, God is doing something wonderful. And look, look at these incredible leaders today. They're leaders of influence. Remember this, and, and, and don't miss this, because what took place in this scene is that Saul lost his influence, and David gained it. David had earned it, but Saul lost it. And, then, and, and you're building your foundation right now of influence, you really are. So many people that come the Teen Challenge, and it's not doesn't take long. Months, just a couple of months. I've seen families, mothers and fathers. This kid they wanted to arrest, they wanted to crucify him, kick him out of the house, and four months later they're born again because that kid received Jesus Christ and influenced the incredible life of their family. Come on, God's calling you to an influence. He is. David was one of the most influential person in the face of the life. You know, there's so many people. Have you ever heard this saying, do as I say, but don't do as I do? Amen? Do as I say, but don't do as I do. Let me tell you how it's so incredible about about what God does. Because you're not able to say, do as I say and do as I do. Amen? And today, I'm here today, Pastor Willie, I'm here today because of those who came before me. I remember sitting right here. I was only a week in the program, and this Italian guy got up in a suit. And he got up, and he sh- I never heard anybody share. I never heard anybody, like, impact my life. I wasn't listening, number one. But number two, I couldn't believe it. And I looked at this guy and said, how can that guy get up there and talk to people and encourage people like that? It blew my mind. And when I got saved, I want to tell you something. I, I began by sitting in the back. Rich, just kidding. <laughs> Amen. I, there's Deborah back there. There's others back there. Amen. I did. And then I began to, re- and then I remember, see, I was, I was in Brooklyn Teen Challenge for two months here. Then we set up the Camp Champion. And I slowly began to, you know, come up a little bit. But then, but then we went to Camp Champion. See, see, they brought me to Brooklyn Tabernacle from here. We went to Brooklyn Tab, and I was like, this is incredible. Jim said so they, they were rocking it, you know. And then they, had, they also had here, it was called Christ City Church or Christ Church. I can't remember what it was. But we had church in here, and it was powerful. But then they sent me up to Camp Champion. And as I went to Camp Champion, I kind of hung out. I'm only two months in the process. And I was in the back seat again. I kind of slid in the back. Bobby Lloyd, my brother-in-law, was up in the front. I'm like, Bob, I'm chilling out back here just a little bit, you know. And, and all of a sudden, this, this, this group leader got up. And, 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 you know, and it was a good guy, but he's uh, from somewhere in Mississippi. And, and he preached like this. Jesus loves you. I really mean Jesus really likes you, loves you. And God loves you, too. And I was in the back going, I'm not going to make it here, man. I, I, this guy is boring. I said, you've got to be, I'm telling you, my mind was saying that. And I started counting the weeks, 52 Sundays. And we had to go to Sunday school first at Camp Champion. It was Abundant Life Chapel. Brother Don Wilkerson was the, was the pastor, but I, I I didn't really know that, you know, and he wasn't around for like, you know, two weeks. And so the, the brother, the group leader from our house, he, he, he not only spoke, he first, wait, wait, this was Sunday school. This was Sunday school. That's right. It was Sunday school. I was going, then we had to go to church service after that. And guess who was the guest speaker? Him too. And I was like, who's, who's doing this agenda? You know, I'm in the back. I ain't going to make this thing. I just, this, this ain't going to happen. But then I began to read this word and God began to change my life. And what I happened from there, I went from the last seat to the middle seat. And after about six months, I am not exaggerating. I would come to chapel with a pen, paper, and a tape recorder. I got permission for a tape recorder. I would tape the message, go home, walk around the camp, and listen to it again. Why? Because I recognize I don't care who's preaching. It's God's word. I got the revelation that this word is going to transform my life. Come on. Somebody, and then I began to watch. I watched the crazy group leaders and learned from them, the fleshly group leaders and learned from them. I watched the holy, ha, holier than thou group leaders and learned from them. And then I learned that I'm nothing but a critical idiot and I need to stop labeling these dudes. <laughs> Amen. But I learned everything, loved it, and, and and said, God influenced my life. And David is a great influence. They're a great influence. All, all of us here, you listen, you've got influence. Listen, I heard the, I hold the world record. I'm like, I'm like, you got a long way to go, Nick. I got 50 family members that came through the program that I influenced. 50. Come on, someone say 5-0. You're used to that, aren't you? 5-0. 50, amen. I'm serious, 50, I hold the world, I love it, I go all over the world, say, I've got nobody. Not, I haven't met anybody and there's no record where I could say I hold the world record of Teen Challenge for 60 years, 1,400 programs in 128 countries, I, I'm in the giddiest Teen Challenge book of the world records, come on somebody, I made it, yeah. chapter four, when I told brother David Wilkinson that, he said, boy, you got a messed up family, don't you? <laughs> But here's just a couple of things tonight I just want to share a couple of nuggets. Number 1, I want to give you three dynamics of an influential leader. Number write this down. You could just write down the word competent. But the influence of a competent leader, say competent with me. Listen, competence is this, the ability to do something successfully or sufficient or it's a possession, or required skill, knowledge, a qualification, or capacity. I'm gonna. I, I am a C plus. That's my A. Central Bible College. I was a, I was a two seven average. Amen. I did hit three O oh and I made the dean's list once. Amen. I'm a two seven. That's why I wasn't chosen to be valedictorian because I didn't make my three O. Oh, amen. But these other guys. But however, what I mean is I like to keep it keep it simple. Amen. I'm gonna give you the definition simple, but don't let me get another head. Verse one says this. Remember remember competent. What does competence mean? The ability to do something successfully and sufficient. Verse 1, that all of Israel came together to David Heber and Hebron saying, Indeed, we are your bone and your flesh. Why? Because they understand that David got it. Come on, someone say, I got it. They understand David had it. What? He would, Saul lost it? David got it. He is the man. He is the leader. He's got it. He knows the deal. And they said we're bone, We want to be. In other words, David's competence influenced the children of Israel. They wanted to be like David. You hear me? Amen. How many here back in the days? I want to be like Mike. We used to say that. I want to be like Mike? Right? Michael Jordan, right? Can I just tell you what Jesus wants of us? He wants us to be like Jesus. Come on, somebody. Amen. And and, and so I love what Paul said: "Imitate me, for I imitate Christ." And that should be your statement and your testimony, where you could say, "Do as I say and do as I do. Imitate me for immigrant. There's an influence, so we don't forget competence. David, David was a competent leader. But here, listen. Competence also means the ability or proficiency in expert skill and mastery. Um, but but listen, note this. Don't 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 miss this because I like to keep it simple. Someone say, "Keep it simple." competence is this they might have it up there I'm not sure good old-fashioned know-how that's the bottom line it's good old-fashioned there it is know-how amen it means this I got it it means you mastered it whatever you do you do whole holy unto the Lord amen and and not for man but but for the Lord David was a man of great competence and and so note this he had good old-fashioned know-how I remember that we would uh, we would go to celebrate, which was the Teen Challenge Training uh, Training Center's uh, Jesus Fest. You, I don't know if you went up there with us this year. We're going. If not, stick with us. You don't leave the program. You're with us, man. You, you're going to make it. Amen. Tell your neighbor I got this. Amen. But listen. So so we would go up there, and our sound we'd bring our sound system up, my sound man up, and and uh, and and I, I would preach at times, and David Wilkerson would preach, but our worship team, our our our, our worship team. Freedom Chapel Mixed Teen Challenge, would lead in worship. But the sound never was right. It was <laughs> everything together. Because I, I, I have a, a good ear for sound. And I used to get so frustrated. David Wilkerson even got frustrated. And kindly, he said to me, next year, Brother Jimmy, don't bring your sound team. I'm bringing my equipment and my sound team. Amen? <laughs> next year, it is crisp. You hear the piano, the guitar. the And I to go to the sound dude. And I said, I said, listen, how do you get it like that? You know what he said? I got it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I know you're going to go a little deeper than that. And I said, seriously, how do you get it? He looked at me like angry because I got it. Now leave me back off. I said, no, oh, you got it. But I got it. Amen. I understood what he meant. I got it. What is he going to do? Sit there and give me a four-week seminar and how to create that? He said, I got it. Now, back off. This ain't your gift. It's mine. Come on. You have a gift that nobody has, and whatever that gift is, use it, and, man, you tell the devil, I got it. Get behind me. Someone say, I got it. That's what competence is. Number two, the influence of a credible leader is this, credibility. Someone say credibility. Second quality. So number one, credibility is this. The quality of being trusted and believed in. The quality of being trusted and believed in. You are building a credible foundation. Come on, amen? And listen, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have come. David was in your position once. In our position. Failed miserably. He sinned greater than probably any of you have ever done. Failed God. But you read the scriptures. All God says about David, a man after my own heart. After he sinned, a man after my own heart. Why was that? Well, first of all, know this in verse 2. Influence of a credible leader. Credibility. Verse 2 says, also in time past, even when Saul was king, you were the one who led Israel out, of, out uh, 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 and brought them in and out. Watch. Credibility. Credibility. In other words, they, they, were, they understood he proved himself. Brother Don and I came over here to Brooklyn Teen Challenge in 2008 getting ready. We took it over together. I was the executive director. Brother Don was the president. And I, I, I worked for Brother Don. We, 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 we just took it over. We was going to the 50th anniversary working with Brother David. And And, and prior to that, prior to that, uh, there was a leader here. I won't tell you his name, but he was a Saul. He was a Saul. I knew he, smelt like a king walked like a king talked like a king looked like a king but didn't have the heart of a king he only lasted here six months and they fired him emergency took place brother don and i took it up the 50th anniversary of the world is happening we jumped in here as we're sitting in here be, uh, there be was a, a a couple of uh uh there was a I think a lady and a husband that worked some ministry here, Can't remember, children's ministry outreach they had going on in here, and they were very dedicated. So we sat with them, Brother Don, because we went with every staff member to secure them because it went from one transition to another, and all the staff was we had to secure them. So as we're talking to them, uh, we said, "How was it?" We says, "We he says, Br- Brother Don, we didn't we we knew something was wrong. We didn't trust them." So, so we said this. So they said, "In fact, whenever he called a meeting, we had a tape recorder while we met with him." I said, "You got a tape recorder on you now?" They go, "No." So go, "Why? Because you got history. You got history. In other words, we had credibility." Come on, someone say, "I got credit." Amen. Amen. We we had history, and they could trust us. And and they understood. They didn't tape it. They they knew we have been there, done that. We have a proven track record. You're starting out fresh and new. Man, do it right and do it all with your heart. Listen, tell your neighbor, it's not about being successful. It's about being faithful. Come on. Now, now don't miss this because God's never called you to be successful. He's called you to be faithful. The byproduct of faithfulness is success. Amen. And it's being faithful. What do you have? One of those graduate things here, the little plaque. Where's the plaque? Where's the plaque? Where's the plaque? Let me see that plaque. You know, as it was sitting here, and I said, This is it. Because it was, what was it, it say to Jamie and Cat? Jamie and Kat, stand up. Where are you? Cat, stand up, Jamie. And Kat, stand up. Listen, it's, it's, it's two words. Two words. It's really one word. This certifies. Are you getting that? That's it. This certifies plaque certifies you see you've been certified you've been certified Why? Wow, you've proven yourself faithful and today you are credible leaders for the kingdom of God come on God's raising up world changers good job someone say certified I've been certified <laughs> amen and so listen listen you've been certified Look, don't don't miss this because you got to get this because an influential leader, when they have credibility, it opens up doors that no man can open. God opens up doors because you're certified. Amen. You have credibility. David proved himself over and over again. He led many military uh, military campaigns. Uh, People trusted David because he was a man of character. Listen, he had a heart after God. David was a man of great conviction. When you have credibility, you have conviction. Say conviction with me. Conviction. Conviction. David had conviction even in his failure. Nathan had to come and pull out conviction, and David repented. Even his repentance, it proved him credible. David in Psalms 51 has a credible testimony that humanity has seen, which brings back credibility. You may fail, you may flounder, but failure is not final. You get up and you repent and you get certified. Hallelujah. Man, I'm going to just keep going. Certified, magnified. Fired up, amen. Anyway. So, 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 but he was a man, of that. it's important, listen, that people know what you stand for, but it's equally important that they know what you won't stand for. Did you get that? It's important that people know what you stand for, but it's, imp- it's equally important that they know what you won't stand for. Listen, I was in Bible college two years, or my first year, I came from a little crazy gang. And so I get a phone call from Chris and George. They're high as kites. I'm in Springfield, Missouri. Me and my, my wife, and, and you know, I'm in Bible school. I'm like on the basketball team, you know. And George, they're high, and they're in a bar. Let's call They're at a payphone, And they call me. You know, we didn't have cell phones. I was, George, Jim, what, what the blank are you doing up there? I said, well, you know, I've got my life. She says, listen, me and Chris are coming to break you out of that cult. I said, I said, George, I said, listen, because I was the leader of the gang. I'm not getting high. My life's in order. I'm in college. And I just made the basketball team knuckleheads. You need Jesus. And then they just shut up. And so, so Chris is getting married. And Chris calls me. Now he's all nice. They're so, could you come to our wedding? And then George calls me. He says, uh, could you come? To, are you going to Chris' wedding? I said, yeah, Do you want to come with me? And now I know I'm taking a risk. So I prayed, got counsel, and I said, uh, "Could I go to this wedding?" And my leaders—I'm not kidding—I went right to my leaders. Can I go to this wedding? And I'm, I'm like four years at this. And so, so I go, I go. I, 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 they gave me the green light. So I said, "George, I said I'm going this." He goes, "You want to fly me?" All right, I will. He's coming from Long Island, Springfield, Missouri. Got to go to California. We met—I don't know where it was—Atlanta, uh, Georgia Airport, right? George is already high. I'm saying, oh, I'm in trouble. George, what's happening? He's hugging all over the place. We go in, and then and, 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 and we're on the plane. You could smoke on the plane back then. I remember that. He went to the smoking and got kicked out of the smoking thing because he was so drunk. You know. And as soon as we get to L.A., we rent a car. As soon as we're five minutes in the car, he rams some dude from above. He's in the street fighting this. His, George was nuts. I'm breaking up this fight, you know. But I forgot to tell you this. In order for me to go, because I was going to to stay with George in a hotel, and it was a mission. I knew it was a total mission to lead people to Jesus. I said, when George called, I said, George, if I'm gonna go with you and I'm gonna stay in your hotel, then it's under my rule. Remember, I was leaving what starts cursing. Said, first of all, I don't want to hear you cursing, and second of all, I don't watch R-rated movies. There's no drinking, no nothing in my room. And he goes, Marguerite, what? He goes, he goes, Jimmy wants me to stay in the room and have milk and cookies with him during this time. And she goes, good, George, you need it. <laughs> People need to know not only what you stand for, but what you don't stand for. Come on, i let George to the Lord, let Chris to the Lord... And all that good stuff. But thirdly, and we, 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 we go for No, let me just say this. Because we're talking about con- conviction. Because great men have convictions. Ordinary men have only opinions. Let this get into you. You ready? Remember we said great men have convictions. Ordinary men have opinions. Now watch this. An opinion is an idea that we pick up and carry around with us. In contrast, a conviction is something that picks us up. And carries us around. Whoo! that's some good stuff right there. Amen? You get it later and write it down. Write it in your Bible. So thirdly, the first influence of a leader was what? Who's taking notes? Number one was what? That's right. Number two, credibility. Number three is a connector. Say connector. Amen? David knew how to connect with people. Check it out. Verse one. Then all Israel came together to David and Hebron saying, Indeed, we are bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. Man, we are one. David was unbelievable. He connected with people. He was such an influence. Listen, you talk about, uh, excuse the word, gangbanger for God. David was the man. You want to hear his influence? Now, you know who he killed, Goliath. But just let me just name three dudes that he influenced. How about Abishai? Do you know who Abishai is? One of his homeboys that he met in the cave of Abdullah and trained him up to be a great leader. Abishai killed 300 people with his one hand once. And when David was fighting and getting a little tired, Abishai jumped in and said, get behind me. And killed about 10 people and said, sit, David, because we're going to protect the lamp and the light of Israel. Man, that you talk about homeboy. I got your back. How about Shammah? Shammah, listen, another brother of Shammah, uh, uh, another member of David's team was Shama. Guess what, Shama? listen, he was hooking up these lentil, these beans, and the Philistines come. They want to take his beans. What did, well, Shammah says, "You ain't touching my beans." I was thinking, I think this dude was a brother, you know, and 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 he got in the middle of the feast. I'm not kidding. And he killed 900 Philistines with his rod. Tell me, he ain't gangster. Come on, they don't know what they're talking about out there. You can't do that with a machine gun. This is true stuff. How about Benaniah? I love Benaniah. Benaniah's cut special for and he's he's already killed these two king lion leaders with his bare hands. It's snowing out. True story. It's snowing out. He comes up. There's a pit where they must have tried to catch lions. And Benaniah hadn't gone to LA Fitness for a while. And he looks down as a lion. He says, I need a little workout. I'm not kidding. He jumps down. I'm just gonna wrestle this. Thing. He jumps down in the pit. And kills the lion with his bare hands. Come on. Woo! I don't know what you've done. What a workout. Got back up, like, yeah, okay, man, I'm hungry now. And they had the lion on his shoulders. Are you, are you like, this is not, this is real. Do you hear me? But that's what you are. That's what you are. That's what you are. You're giant killers. You're lion killers. God's raising up world, cha- world changers today. He connected with them. And so we're called to be connected. Amen? Stand with me. We want to just pray. David was a people person, not a people pleaser. Are you hearing me? David was a people person, not a people pleaser. God's raising up preachers, not people pleasers. Come on. God's raising up preachers, not people pleasers. He spoke their language. He demonstrated his compassion. He was in their face in the trial, and he led them to victory. His connecting influence encouraged all their hearts. David identified with his brothers. David was able to identify with people. He identified with his followers and his family, and David created partnership. With his people he worked cooperatively with his leaders and david created unity he knew how to rally people together we know how to do that here and that's what god's doing raising up great leaders of influence amen the influential leader and he's speaking to you today has God spoke to you about credibility? If he has, I'm going to give an altar call. Has God spoke to you about your character, foundation? Has God spoke to you tonight about, about your inner heart, your credibility, your character, your competence, and your ability to unite and influence people? Is there something in your heart that God spoke to you tonight? How many of you God spoke to you tonight, amen? And you say, Pastor, I just want to seal the deal. I want that. And if that's you, come up to the altar. I just want to pray with you quickly, and then we're going to go. Come quickly. We want to pray for you. Whatever your heart is going, whatever you're speaking to, you, just come quickly. We want to pray for you. And God touch you. God hold you. God strengthen you. God fill you. And God love you. Amen. Can I have our graduates to come up here? Can I have Kate and Jamie come on up here? Stand just alongside of me. Amen. And can I have uh, the directors, Pastor Willie up here as well, and and, uh, Pastor Paul, come on up here. And we're going to just pray for you as great leaders. Amen. Hallelujah, come on up. Amen. World changers. I changed the world in my family. And every day we change the world around us. We're world changers. You are world changers. And so we want to pray for you. First and foremost, listen to me, everybody in the house, Nico's cousin, first day here, others that might be here, that you're unsure if you're born again and saved. It's not a religion. It's not a fellowship or a denomination. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ by where you repent of your sins and ask Christ to come in your heart. So all over the place, I don't know all of you, but I do know one thing. When you leave here tonight, God wants you to be secure in salvation. First thing first, if that's you, you say, Pastor, I want to say that prayer, asking Christ to come in my heart, repent of my sins. Raise your hand. Come on. That's you all over the place. Say this with, say this with me all over the place right now. Dear Heavenly Father... In the name of Jesus, wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all my sins. I confess with my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. Today, I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a big clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's pray. Let's pray. Leaders, reach your hands out. Pastor Charles, come on up as well. Reach your hands out. Amen. Lord, thank you for these great leaders. You're building a foundation of competence and credibility and character. Lord, today's a day of influence. Let the word of God influence these precious souls that they could become the person that you've created them to be, person that will impact the world, ignite the world, influence their family. But God, help them to build this foundation of commitment, competence, and credibility, and they'll be able to connect people To do what they're called to do in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, give God a big thank you. (laughs) Praise God. Paul, here you go, buddy. Well, praise the Lord. Why don't we give a round of applause to our pastors who came out, (laughs) preached an awesome word.